What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm the host of the You Know Adam Same podcast, the show that is dedicated on bringing on passionate people, learning about their stories, and delivering value to entrepreneurs. So if that's what you're interested in, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know just a little bit more about people passions in all things business. Today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Tommy Lewis of Smart Funding Today. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Tommy, I have to tell you, this is a very special moment for me, simply for the fact that the reason why I decided to go down this podcast route was that there was one I don't even really know why I was there, but I was walking through Lewis Color and I decided to interview you for the purpose of generating content. And in that conversation, there was so many things that I enjoyed that it really led me down this path of, I wanna talk to entrepreneurs. I want to talk about their journey, what they've done, so forth and so on. Um, but it was a very special memory for me. And the fact that you're sitting here in, in this new studio or newer studio, uh, it's absolute a blessing. Thank you so much. And I think what sprung that, to be honest with you, is we had a chamber event out at Lewis Culler. Okay. And I think you had come through and me and you were talking and you wanted to come back later on and me and you talked more one-on-one uh-huh. and asked if it was okay if you brought a camera and we sat down and talked. That's right. And I think that's how that started. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, for the audience uh, that you know is unfamiliar with who you are, uh, can you give me some details about kind of your uh, history with entrepreneurship, the business things that you've done in the past, and the business things that you're currently doing? Okay, sure, I'd be glad to. Um, you know, I'm my name's Tommy or Thomas Lewis, but I go by Tommy. Uh, I'm 61, and I was born in 1961. Like that? <laughs> yep. Grew up in a family-run printing company. And uh, back in that day, um, our family, we worked in it. Mm. So, uh, you know, a lot of, I think, uh, back then, a lot of a lot of kids would come home, go out in the yard and play. We'd come home and go to work. Sure. Uh, but it was something that instilled into me values. Sure. And uh, and my father taught me that as well as my mother. And uh, it's something that I've carried with me through life that uh, I've enjoyed. And uh, and I think that's what's made me where I am now. I like to start something new, a new business, and watch it grow and mature. And then, you know, like I've done with this the, the printing company before, I've now moved on. And uh, uh, in 21, the end of 21, I actually sold out of my uh, the printing company and uh started my own company that's awesome and uh so you know here we're here today to talk about that and everything in between you know along the way we've started up several different businesses you know we've got a gym uh me and my brother own property we've got a a properties company llc where we buy and sell properties uh i myself am doing some individual investments in properties Mm And, uh, you know, we've started other printing companies. We started a company in Savannah back probably 15, 20 years ago. And uh, we got that company up and going. Then we turned around and sold it. Uh, so, yeah, my life has been full of, of that. And, and uh, 
you know, after retiring, uh, I'm now entering my second phase and starting a, you know, starting another whole new adventure. Yeah. And hopefully I can move on. There'll be a third and fourth phase. I love that. So, so take me back to the very beginning, because I always have a curiosity about this. What, what was the first recollection that you had of doing something, I guess, entrepreneurial? Well, it was um, growing up in a family-run business. Mm -hmm. uh, you had to, you know, I, I had a desire to do something different. Uh, and uh, I wanted to do something to get my dad's attention, mm. to kind of stand out. And How many know, how many kids in the family? Uh, I have a younger brother and an older sister. Okay. And uh, Middle my, child. I'm the middle child. Okay. Middle child. <laughs> Uh, and it's true what they say about the middle child. What do no. they say about that middle child? Let's verify it. No, that, <laughs> no, I, uh, uh, you know, life, life was good. The, the, you know, I was fortunate. I had an older sister. I say older. She can probably be upset about me saying that, but she's uh -huh. not too much older than me. <laughs> then a younger brother who's uh, five and a half, six years younger than me. But we we worked together as a family real good. Mm. Uh, and my uh, brother now, actually who I sold out to, my brother and my nephew now, they run the printing company. Uh, my sister, uh, we bought her stock out in the late, in 99 actually. So, mm -hmm. uh, and she's moved on and running, you know, uh, doing things here in Statesboro. Wow. And working with a large company here and running it and, and doing an awesome job there as well. Um, but yeah, getting back to to why, um, you know, printing was a traditional type business, uh, you know, back when my father started it in the 60s and 70s. And, uh, you know, I uh, graduated high school in 79, went to Georgia Southern University. Back wow. at that time, they had a uh, print and management program. Mm -hmm. uh, you could major in it. So I went and majored in print and management, uh, graduated in 83 and ended up getting married in 83 and had to enter the workforce. And, you know, at that time, it was, we were a mom and pop print shop. Uh, again, my sister was working there. She had uh, uh, come on board uh, the year before full time. And there I was, and we had a brother coming up through high school at that time. So we knew we had to figure out something different if we all wanted you know, to make a living out of it. So not only one family existing out of it, now we had a combination, two and three different families and eventually four with my brother coming in. And so the goal was, what can we do to make our company different from another printing company? Mm -hmm. And uh, so we just started, you know, I actually was uh, was doing some, some sold some printing to a, to a company that I loved the way the company was structured. Uh, it was a forms printing company. Forms? So forms, business okay. forms. Okay. Back in the day, you don't see many business yeah, forms yeah, yeah. now. Computers so you're talking taken. about W9, like yeah. 1099, like all those forms? Forms, bank forms okay. and stuff, you know, uh, that you used to do. Snap apart forms. I don't know if you remember the days where you had three-part forms and you'd sign it. And nowadays, you know, it's uh, done on a cell okay. phone or whatever. You just sign it digitally. Wow. But this is, you know, back in the old analog before the digital day. Uh, but this, the neat thing about this um, forms company is they would, um, they had salesmen going around calling on printing companies like us to sell their business forms, and they were producing the business forms in their planting facility, 
and they would use uh, regular printers, local print shops, uh, as a way of bringing those forms in and outsourcing it to them, the business uh-huh. forms, because they had specialty equipment and all of that kind of stuff. So that got me to thinking one day when I was standing there running the press, printing that, just trying to figure out, okay, you know, and, and my mind was in that mindset of, of deep in thought of what I can do, you know, what can we change our business? And so I'm like, well, if they're selling through other printing companies uh, what they produce, why can't we come up with something here that we're specifically doing that no other printing company is doing that we can do for them? Well, back during that time in the early 80s, um, color printing was very expensive, mm. to say the least. It was a whole different concept. The, the digital age wasn't here, and to print color, you had to have these million-dollar printing presses, and you had to have all this technology. Well, I ain't going to say technology, but you had to have all this craftsmanship. Sure. That was in the days of craftsmanship. So you had people, you had to hire people that understood how to make separations and separate colors out so that you can print them back and all this, that, and the other. And uh, so in a nutshell, um, I got to talking with my father, and we're we're like, you know, I had this idea. Why don't we put a color press in, and then we could outsource and do the color printing for all these other printing companies and have the same structure that the business forms. Fascinating, fascinating. And so that's you know, so at first my first reply from my father was, "Son, you realize that's a million dollar printing press. Mm. You know, how are we going to do that?" That's right. That's right. Um, and uh, thank God for for local banks back then, and and businesses was done a whole lot different. Uh, you could, <laughs> what you was could, it like back then? Well, it was very simple. You could call your banker on the phone and say, hey, I want to do this. And if you had the integrity and, and you were known in the community and and they knew of you and how your work ethic and all that was. You got it. You got it. Wow. You can't do that now. Wow. Nowadays. But back then you could. And so fortunately for us, we went and sat down and talked with our, our local banker here. And uh, we had when I started researching, you know, uh, color printing presses and, you know, and so... We ended up uh, putting a Heidelberg printing press in, mm. and we were one of only one other printer in probably the south of Atlanta and north of uh, Jacksonville that had a color printing press. Wow. And so that we put that in place, and at the same time, we pulled off this uh unique advertising strategy strategy uh-huh. uh and and we we took a leap of faith and we went out and invested a lot of money not only in the printing press but in the marketing piece to get out to put out to all these other printing companies mm-hmm. and um you know we advertised bought a mailing list printed up a price guide, which was something back then my father said was very taboo, son. You do not put your printing prices for everyone to see. Your competitors will get out there and and they know you're pricing and you got a problem. Uh, But I was like, well, in the forms book, they had that pricing right there, you know. So, and I knew not every printer around had a color printing press. So it wasn't, you know. Uh, so we had to price it in a way that the other printers could put a margin and a markup on there. Sure. And uh, we found out, we bought a list up and down the east coast of uh, the U.S. And the further up north we went, the more competitive we got and the more business we got. Really? So in the mid-80s, with the color press sitting in our plant, uh, 
Um, and UPS had that time was hitting it hard. You know, we become in the mid '80s one of the biggest shippers on UPS locally here. Uh, just because with, we just would, with color, just printing color printing and shipping it uh, via UPS to all these printing companies up and down the East Coast. Give it, me an idea of like volume. Like, oh what, what gosh. Are, are we talking about pallets? Yeah, yeah. You're talking a lot. I tell you what, we picked up in that first mail out, we picked up a uh, printing broker in New York. Uh, uh, is I never will forget him. I flew up there and, and started a real good friendship with him. But he was a old time Jewish printer up in New York that knew everybody up there. And he was big into um, the 9X, the New York Telephone Exchange. Uh, he had his he had a, a way to get into that building and, and was connected. And so we started here in Statesboro printing all of the promotional stuff for the New York Telephone Exchange. That's 9X. wild. And we That's did it wild. here. And it was because of that marketing campaign we, you know, we locked in that customer. And it just basically grew from there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we did more marketing. You know, the pe people up north loved our pricing because he was a print broker up north. Yeah. But he was having to sell to, he was having to send his printing to local printers that would turn around and compete against him. They would go like, well, I don't need you. I'll go straight over there and That's say, right. you know. And uh, here he was able to use me and double and triple his markup that he had before. Uh, and so that's what the that, that's how our company grew. That's right. And that's where the success of the company. Um, uh, what what type of difference did it make? Did it did it oh, two it, times bigger? It, uh, within the year, within that first year, we doubled. I think tripled our business. That's wild. Uh, and then it continued to grow from that point on. And what did your father say then? Uh, his eyes were open. You know, <laughs> it, it, you know um, it. Uh, he realized that. Uh, you know, we rolled the we rolled the dice. Yes. And I firmly believe you got to roll the dice. Uh, but it's you know it's a life quest. I mean, if you sit in the same place and don't do nothing, nothing's going to happen. Mm. So you got to take that chance and you play the odds the best you can, and you roll the dice and and you work hard. And, uh, and, you know, for us, we were fortunate to have Do you remember uh, going back to that decision? Uh -huh. uh, was there any kind of back and forth in your mind? Were you like, hey, like, I don't know if this is going to work? Or did you kind of like full steam ahead, like knew the vision, decided how to, how to play it out? You know, uh, me and my brother talked, even though he was at that time – he was working full time going to high school. Mm -hmm. uh, he knew, like me, that we both were going to have to make a living out of this and we both were going to end up in it. And so we together, um, you know, knew it was the right thing to, to go. And so we basically I, I never questioned it. I saw it work with the business forms company. Sure. So to me, it was working. He saw it, too, because he was in there beside me running the presses, printing the same stuff. We got to talking. And the volume was just. Yeah. And uh, and they become they were one of our larger customers. So here we are, a printer printing for another printer. But they were business forms. They couldn't produce, you know, the catalogs and things that we could produce. They printed business forms, NCR, carbon mm -hmm. forms, stuff like that. So I knew if we had the right product. And at that point in time, you still had craftsmanship and the digital age has not hit us. But that 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 uh, uh, 
as far as the color printing was starting to really take hold mm-hmm. and uh and you know there was it was an expensive um product but at the same time it sold great for for people you know uh, I can remember boat companies that, that produced boats we printed, you know, and your color had to be dead on. You had to match the paint on the boat to the photos. And, you know, uh, it was just a lot of things. And, and back then that you had to have the craftsmen. You had to find people that knew what they were doing. Mm. You know, uh, uh, you didn't just press a button like you do nowadays <laughs> and put it on autocorrect. That's right. You know, That's there was right. no autocorrect back then. That's right. That's right. Um, so, yes, I to answer your question, it never really entered my mind that it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. It's if, always if executed right, it was going to work, mm-hmm. and it worked. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I love that story simply because, you know, I think entrepreneurship is a lot yeah. about identifying what has worked before yeah and then also like changing that to suit the business that you're in right exactly and attacking it from that angle so yeah. absolutely that's extremely valuable yeah. advice right there um moving forward uh you know obviously the the p- printing uh has changed over this yeah. period of time you know how have you adapted the organization to be able to deal with the changing times because it's a constant like yeah. you know as technology gets better and better like even with the autocorrect right yeah. do you guys yeah, still there's print- a new there's a new uh, upgrade every day coming <laughs> out on that you know i i've been out of it now since 21 mm-hmm. uh december the 31st of 2021 so i've been out of it now a year and a half mm-hmm. and you know, I still go out to the printing company, not every day, but two or three times a week. Just to check and in. And just to walk through and, and you know, and the, and the look and keep it. But so much has changed in the last year and a half mm-hmm. uh, that it would take me going back in there now, relearning some new ways and learning the upgrades on the software. Even the system, the MIS that they're working out there now uh, has probably been upgraded half dozen times. So I wouldn't know all the new features for (laughs) estimating a quote or, you know, and so I left that in great hands with Justin and, uh, you know, he, he's doing a wonderful job with it. And, uh, I go out there mainly now just to, um, it's part of me still, Mm. uh, uh, my father, our father, you know, went out there pretty much every day until he got to the point in his life. He just physically couldn't go out there every Mm -hmm. day. Um, and you know, printing, it gets in your blood and it's true what they say. And you just, it's like, I don't know, I got to go out there two or three times a week to get my fix (laughs) on printing, (laughs) you know, and, uh, it's, it was a great business for me and, you know, but, um, but I, I had got it to a point, I ain't going to say burnout, but I was ready to move on, Mm. you know, and try something different with my life. And it was time to hand the reins over to someone else. And, you know, I knew I knew Justin coming up behind me was perfect Yeah, to do that with. Uh, what I see in here is this uh, a very entrepreneurial spirited family. Mm-hmm. What about your family made that happen? Right. Because, I mean, now your your yeah. brother, you said your sister yeah. uh, to a certain extent, now your yeah. nephew. Yeah. Yeah. H- how is that? Is that across the board or is well, that just certain people in the family? 
No, I, I think our whole family is that way, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Um, I think we all have that. And I don't know if that's because we were part of a family that started a business that was involved in creating a new business, mm -hmm. and we want to continue to see that business grow. Mm -hmm. You know, I want that business to double, triple, keep growing. You mm -hmm. know, I hope, uh, you know, Justin's already got a son now that, uh, so the fourth generation is now being, is, is coming along in there. And, uh you know, I, I, I hope that for generations to come, the company's there and it keeps growing. Mm -hmm. uh, but but I think it, it was enrooted deep in the family, mm -hmm. in our family. And I think because the family pretty much, yeah, my father started it, but we were all there from the beginning and watched it. And, uh, and we were all part of it. Uh, sometimes uh, family is known to benefit a business. Uh -huh. Other times it actually has the ability to tear families apart. Exactly. What was different about your family that really held everything together? Communication. Ooh, big this word. is a big one. Big one. You gotta communicate. Uh, and you gotta be open and honest no matter how. If you're putting the business first, that's the only way you're gonna do it. You know, okay. if, if, if you're gonna not have the communication change chain open, business is going to fail. Mm. You, you can't have one pushing forward this way and one pushing forward this way. You got to be pushing together forward the same way mm -hmm. and have the same idea and the same. And, uh, and I'm not going to tell you that along our way, we didn't have our differences. Of course. Everybody's different. So, you, you know, something that I didn't think was the right way to go, uh, you know, Randy, could have thought it was, sure. uh, but we all, we, we would sit down and we talk about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and ultimately we had to know that the business was first, you know, it, we had at, at one point in time, I think in the late nineties, we had 110 employees there. So you're talking about a company that had a lot of families being fed out of that company. Uh, and so I, when I, if I make a decision, it's affecting a lot of people. Sure. You know, technology now has come along and replaced a lot sure. of the people. Sure. You know, I think now there's 50 employees, mm -hmm. 45, 55, somewhere in there. I'm not real sure. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it's, you got to be on the same page and, and, and I'm sure, you know, now that, you know, uh, you know, Justin's president, uh, Randy is still involved in the company, him and they own it together. Uh, but you know, you don't have three different opinions now. You got two, mm -hmm. uh, and that's better. Sure. If you were, you know, it's always good to have a second opinion on anything sure. just to bounce something off. And mm -hmm. that's the way me and Randy were able to operate for years. You know, initially in the eighties and nineties, the way we view the company is I looked at it as my responsibility to get the work in mm -hmm. and Randy's responsibility to get it out. Mm -hmm. So I sold and he run production. You know, uh, the last 10, 15 years and, and Justin's come along, you know, R Randy's been just involved as developing the business and, and growing it as, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the digital age brought in all kind of unique things, sure. digital storefronts and, you know, all kind of technology that you can do to automate. Sure. And I firmly believe in automation. Mm -hmm. uh, automate the hell out of something if yep. you can. Uh, you know, that's a couple of things that 
I try to do and learn and have knowledge of myself now is my company website now for what I do, uh, I'm hands-on with it. Yeah. So I manipulate it. Yeah. Know? Like I've just recently, yesterday, updated some stuff on it because I want to be able to, if I have an idea and a thought that hits me, I don't want to wait a week on someone to do it. I want to get in there and I, do I, it. I think that's a true hallmark yeah. of the entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, that, at the end of the day, like the lifetime learning, like, yeah. you know, we lifelong learning. I, right. I apologize. Like, I, I think to me, that is such a critical piece. Yeah. How would you encourage people to do so? Right. I think there, there are so many people that are out there that they want to start a business. They want to, yeah. they want, oh, their thought is an app. Yeah. Right. But the first thing that their mind goes to is like, well, I don't know how to code an app. Yeah. Right. And then they're stuck there. They, yeah. they have no other route. But I've also seen people that say, OK, I want to I want to do an app. They search for the developer. They yeah. realize they, they can't find them. And then they do what? They, they actually do it them themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I honestly, uh, t- 10 out of 10, every single time I will bet on that person yeah. because they have the tenacity yeah. and it's no longer they, they then rely on themselves to move that. Yeah like uh you know yeah. business forward yeah so the fact that you you're you're coding now <laughs> that's impressive that's that's well, awesome it's uh i'm using i do the word WYSIWYG. uh-huh i'm doing a lot of it <laughs> that way what believe you me see i'm is not what do- you get. exactly i'm that's not probably doing my the role. motto too <laughs> I'm not what you doing- see is what you get <laughs> <laughs> i'm not really doing a lot of the raw coding but no, that's uh, but, okay but, but formatting still having, and whatnot still having the desire yeah. to do that i know yeah. so many uh people that kind of have you know either retired or whatever it is and they they just they don't want to do any more of that but the fact that you're still hungry for that knowledge very impressive i love that well that's what keeps me awake in the getting up in the morning you know so let's talk about it what is the so now we've kind of like moved we've gone gone through the this uh the printing side of things what is it that you're doing currently uh currently i am in the funding business okay i started a company um when I sold out, uh, the company called Smart Funding Today. Okay. Um, that's the website. You can go there, and it'll tell you everything that I do. Uh, and uh, basically, how I got into that, a lot of people will say, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm loaning money, or I'm a loan broker." They're like, "Oh, you sold your business. Now you're loaning your money out." No, 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 no. It's not like it's that. Not, okay. It's not that way. Uh, basically, I rep about 40, 45 different uh, companies okay. that, that lend money, okay. and I'm a rep for them, okay. basically a loan broker. Um, I found out about it because in about a year before I sold the, my half of the company, um, we had already sat down, me and Justin and Randy, and decided we were going to work on a strategy where I could basically exit the company okay uh and so um having done that i knew from the get-go i wasn't going to just you know retire and start playing golf and fish the rest of my life that's not me sure i like the deal i like to get out and generate a dollar i I just that's fun to me sure um and that's just who i am and and what i like to do Do so sorry i want to i want to ask a question here do you think that is innate or is that a learned behavior right because yeah, like I, I think it, I, I think it's uh, I think it's born in you uh, but you have to learn how to do it mm-hmm. at the same time um, so I don't know if I, I'm not trying to uh, to shun, you know to, to avoid your question but I think you got to have that spirit about you gotcha. just like having an entrepreneurial spirit 
you got to have it and then you got to learn it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and that was my biggest thing. What am I going to do? I told for several months, okay, I'm not going to retire. What am I going to do? And it was, you know, it was unique how things just ebb and flow from one thing to the other. Um, I had a, uh, uh, a friend that was kind of in my situation four or five years prior mm. that had sold, was in a printing company, family owned, took over, run it, and had, a, had more family there uh, and wanted to sell out. And so they, so I, I called that person up and I said, hey, I'm looking to do what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, it was four or five years ago. Can you give me any insight, any hindsight as to, you know, how did you make the deal happen and all this, that, and the other? And so he said, sure. You know, basically he pretty much gave me a, a blank copy of his, um, his sales <laughs> a, a contract, his buyout agreement. This is how it's done. This is how I did it. <laughs> and so, you know, I took a look at it and, and you know, and sat down and, and me and Randy and Justin looked at it. And, uh, and basically we followed that structure. You know, and I had, you know, I have had numerous people say, well, how did you come up with a price? Mm. How do you come up with a price with something like that? How do you know what to sell it for? How do you? It ultimately comes down to what you're willing to pay me for it and what I'm willing to sell it for. There is no secret. That's right. You know, on paper, you could say it's worth whatever. Sure. But it comes down to how bad you want to sell it and how bad the other person wants to buy it. And so we were able to, through that scenario, meet on a common ground. Um, you know, I, I wanted to put something together that made sense both ways yeah. that I knew was doable yeah. and that I could, it would work for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we, we did it following the structure of what the guy had given me. So anyway, after talking with him back and forth and, you know, in the end, uh, I, having conversations where we put it together and all like that. And I was like, so what are you doing now? You know, that was kind of how... I ended one of the last conversations with, and he said, well, I'm actually in the lending business. Mm. I'm like, same thing. You're lending the money you sold? He's like, no, 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 no. I'm I'm lending for other lending companies. And I'm like, really? And, you know, he was telling me about how he, you know, met so many different companies and, you know, company owners and all through his life working in the printing company. And same for me. I mean, I've met not only locally here, you know, we've done business from California to New York to Miami in the printing company. So I have connections all over. I served on our state board for, gosh, probably a combined of 10 or 12 years. Uh, I was in peer groups, Mm -hmm. you know, where you uh, get a dozen other companies that are about your same size and you once a quarter go off to somewhere and everybody looks at everybody's books and yeah. you figure out what they're doing that's successful that you're not doing and vice versa and everybody collaborates. And so I met a lot of people in my lifetime and, and you know, and I borrowed a lot of money. You got to borrow money to make money. That's so right. I knew all about how to, I knew how to borrow money, <laughs> you know, so I had to learn how to lend money. Yeah. And, uh, so, but the long short of it was after talking with him and everything, I really got to, got to thinking about that. And I'm like, well, you know, I got a lot of contacts. Uh, I know a lot of people. And I can start out in the printing industry. Sure. You know, uh, I know how we always had to buy printing equipment, printing presses, bindery equipment that, you know, we needed lenders. 
you know, my, my first advice to everybody that uh, is going to finance a piece of equipment or commercial property or whatever is if you got if you can go to the bank mm-hmm. go to the bank first yeah that's your best scenario that's right uh then if for some reason you can't go to the bank then that's what i'm here to help you with sure uh and i'm not saying go to the bank because their rate beats mine there's cases where i beat the bank's rate sure uh it's just best if you have a relationship with the bank to go there first sure uh, then there's situations where, you know, I know there were times where I done been to the bank twice this year. I don't want to go a third time, yeah. but I need it. You know, yeah. uh, that's where someone like me can come in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, when you've, when you've been there enough and you don't want to go back and dip your hand in the cookie jar again, try out another cookie jar. And no, that's, like it. that's me. Um, so, you know, we, um, uh, let me ask you this. So how, how has lending been? Like, are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's been it's been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has, um, um, you know, I've, I've helped a lot of people, and that's, that's what I like to do. I like to be in a position to help a company. Not only if you don't need to go back to the bank, but let's just say you might have a credit difficulty going on at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times when, you know, we were in business for 60-something years, and I can guarantee you every – we didn't have 60 years of perfect credit sure, every year. Sure. So it might be where you have a, a flaw in your um, uh, in your credit history and you need some help. Sure. You know, again, that's where I can come in and help you. Makes sense. Uh, so there's a you know the versatility of that is what we can do. Uh, on the other hand, and uh, and when I'm dealing with printers, uh, and I really like dealing with printing companies and helping them borrow money to to purchase the things that they need. I generally know as much as they would know about that equipment That's too. Right. That's right. So I can advise them not only on getting how to get the that best rate, is I can also give you my experience on the best equipment. Sure. If you're trying to decide between a Heidelberg press or a, um, you know, a Komori press or any other kind of press out there, I can tell you my experiences because we've run them both. Sure. You know. And I think that's valuable because you immediately you immediately are more than just yeah just let me, a lender. Let me get you let me get you the money now yeah. you're saying like okay well you really need to go with this decision and yep. sometimes that advice itself yep. is more than worth it's worth a money. point or two on the credit at, at least <laughs> at least at least um so so, so, so your yeah. so your main business right now is really still it's, with printers yeah well it's it's we've reached out i'm doing you know i'm lending now for any type of equipment mm-hmm. uh and i'm actually working with manufacturers that build equipment that need a lender to uh finance equipment for them mm-hmm. uh, you know i'm working with a company uh that uh sells specific types of forklifts okay uh and they need someone that can handle financing for their customers they don't do financing in-house sure so i love that because when i get one customer like that now i've got you know over the course of a year i can have a hundred yeah just just off of that single so that works great um so lending in general commercial i'm doing some commercial real estate i stay inside the commercial market sure uh, I don't do the personal. Gotcha. Uh, actually, that's a lot more complicated, uh-huh. and it's uh, you know, and and I love the commercial side of it. So I just stick to anything and everything commercial. Yeah. Uh, now, what has happened this year is transformed. Again, 
you know, one of the things I like doing is helping business, okay? This year, uh, going back in January, we actually started a new branch of our business that has been rapidly growing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, a lot of business owners have heard of the PPP. Sure which the government put out as a stimulus program. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used it in the printing company, and pretty much every business owner I know, I think, mm-hmm. used the PPP program to help them get through the pandemic. Sure. Um, what has happened, the PPP has now ended, and last year uh, Congress put out the ERC, the Employment Retainment Credits. Okay. And so that's what we started funding that in January. Last year, that program come out, and what that basically is, is it's allowing you to go back uh, the second, third, and fourth quarter of 2020. Okay. Uh, and then you can go the first, second, and third quarter of 2021. Mm-hmm. And they're actually giving you, if you maintain those employees through that difficult time, they're actually going and giving you tax credits mm. on that. So you can actually go in there, you know, in 2020, they allowed you per employee during those quarters based on uh, different percentages and whatnot. It's, it's all laid out there in our accountants that uh, the Handle company that. that I work for, that I rep, they do all of that in-house. Uh, but they are able to go back, they, they're forensic accountants, they take that information, they can take your payroll quarterly uh, payroll taxes sure. and go through and dissect what in the way of tax credits that you're allowed for that year. And based on what you have after they've gone through it, in 2020, you could get back $5,000 wow. per employee per for that employee. year. But it, it even gets better. In 2021, they changed it from 5000 for the whole year to 7000 per quarter Wow, per employee. So now you can get 21000 you know, just say that the tax credits add up and you get the full 100% for every employee you had, you get 21000 So you, a lot of people might see if you're out there in Facebook world, all the ads coming, like you can get 26000 per employee. Yes, you can if all the stars align right with your tax credits. Sure. Um, but what happened was this program come around last year. Uh, it come around in 2022. So what that allows you to do is is you can go back and amend those payroll payroll quarters, and you know their credits. So what's happening is you go back amend them. Now you got credit. So let's just say your tax returns you paid was, you know your total Excellent. taxes whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, now you get a refund because mm-hmm. you pay taxes based on owing this amount. Well, guess what? The credits credited you on your payroll side, so you don't owe that much. So sure. now you're getting a refund back from the government. Is this a way for the government to stimulate the it economy? It is another step. It's another stimulus. It is, right? It's another it is, stimulus, is. just like the PPP. But the PPP was more straightforward. It was just simply like, hey, look, if you carried the people through, then yeah. you get If the you money. stayed open and worked through it in difficult times, then the PPP, yes, you got that. And um, what's been a little... You know, this is a question that, not a question, but this is what I get every time I talk with someone about this, a local businessman. You know, hey, have you looked into the ERC? And a lot of times they're like, yeah, I've 
talk to my CPA or my accountant, they don't think I'm uh, eligible. Eligible. They just don't want to do the work. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to say that because I have a lot of I have a lot of CPA friends and a lot of accountants out there. Thank you so much. I really appreciate (laughs) your help. I love I love accountants and CPAs, but um, but essentially, uh, yeah, that you know. So how do you don't. how do you how it, do you assist in this? Do well, you throw do you your company actually does all the legwork then? We actually we have a uh, we have the forensic accountants that do nothing but work on this for us. Gotcha. Um, and I, I want to go back and say one thing on the PPP side. If you'll notice, and in, in not dissing again, accountants and whatnot, but the banks handled the PPP. Sure. Everybody got a PPP, got it through the banks. Sure. All right. With the ERC, it's companies like us now that are handling that. Uh, you know, you could have your accountants handle it, uh-huh. but uh, companies, and the reason we got involved, me as a funding company, was Here's what was happening last year. They were going back, making amendments and all of that. But the government was taking six months. When it started, they mm-hmm. would tell you three to six months, you'd have your money back. So right now, they're you're moving it's, it forward. Yeah. The, the, the problem with that is now it is taking even longer than that. Wow. There's so many people now starting to take advantage of the ERC that uh, it's gone. They're telling people now six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of these people need that money now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got people out there that uh, we've gone back and amended, and they're waiting on half million to million dollars wow. to come back, and they need that now to buy inventory. Or they need, you know, so you know, we had. Uh, I actually have two companies I rep that are attached with funding companies, and that's how I got involved. And what they're doing, once the taxes are filed, once the forensic accountants go in there, cipher out the difference and what the credits are going to be, then we go back, but we we know then how much tax credits you're going to have. And then we can go in there and amend those returns, and we file them with the government. Mm -hmm. Once they're filed and the government acknowledges the IRS that we've received it, then we can move them on to a funding stage where we'll fund them 80% of the total amount. So and if they, if let's just say $100,000 coming back, then we can fund them 80,000. Yeah, they're going to be a uh, there's going to be a monthly fee for doing that. Sure. Nothing no money's free. Sure. Uh, but it's about the amount of what a credit card would be if you're Gosh, swiping on, you yeah. know. So it could be a percent and a half, two and a half percent. But your company basically helps them get that money We at help a them get faster. The, at a faster rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, because right now I've got people that have filed nine months ago and still hadn't got, got their, you know, money. And they're like, well, I wish I'd have come to you three months ago and they just had the finance. Even if you've already filed and you're waiting on your money, we can still help you fund it. Sure. You know, we can, we can fund it until you get the money back. Sure. We'll fund you 80% of it. Sure. Um, uh, and basically, again, that's, so that's how we got involved with the ERC and that program, to be totally honest with you is probably taking 80% of my time now. Uh, And it's growing because so many people are now finding out about it. I get so many calls on it. Like so many people call my phone about it. It's stimulus money and it's money you should be taking advantage of. You know, it's like walking by this table right here and a stack of money sitting on there from the government saying, take it. And you walk in by and choose not to take it. (laughs) Why would you do that? That's right. That's right. Why would you do it? That's right. so yeah, I enjoy helping people get that. Yeah, help them work through it. That's then, awesome. Yeah. What's uh What's on the horizon for you? So I know we we've talked about printing. <sighs> we've kind of like shift gears. Talked about lending. Yeah, 
you know, me as far as me personally, you know, I am uh, I've got a, I've got this plan in my head to buy at least one piece of commercial property a year mm. uh, and invest in it. Uh, for rental, uh-huh. for commercial rental. Uh-huh. So that's a personal goal of mine. I'm going to be closing here in two weeks on a commercial piece of property I bought here locally in town for that reason, same okay. thing. I've already got one renter in it, and I've got three more spots to rent, but I've already had people ready to Asked see it. it. But I'm in the middle of once I close, I'm doing some refurbishing first. Makes sense. So that's a personal goal of mine is to buy at least one a year. If I can find two, I you know, might do two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just it's staying busy. Um, it's the excitement. You know, if you're truly an entrepreneur, then you're like me. You wake up every morning and, you know, what's in my mind is what can I do today to create a dollar? Eee! And what can I do that's um, that I can create that's unique and different from the next person? That's right. You know? That's right. And uh, and that's the enjoyment of life to me. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, and... Uh, that along with grandkids. Yeah, love that, love that. Uh, how do you get people get in touch with you? Maybe we have some listeners that are sure. interested in your services. Yeah. How do they get in well, touch Well, my with website you? is, is uh, Smart Funding Today, and that's funding, F-U-N-D-I-N-G, today. Smart uh-huh. Funding Today. You can go right there, and it'll tell you everything you need to know. Again, yes. I've, uh, you can apply right there. Mm-hmm. It'll notify me. Uh, you've got a basic form that gets it started that uh, you can go there and, and submit to me. Mm-hmm. It'll directly put you in our queue, and, and we'll be ready to process and start on your uh, getting your ERC you know, uh, monies today. That's yeah. awesome. Tommy, mm-hmm. I, I have to thank you so much for coming on to the show. Uh, thanks for you. sharing like the stories. I think yeah. that one of the most the the best parts of having a show like this is being able to speak with people and learn yeah. about their life experiences right. and how they approach entrepreneurship. Uh, I'm so I feel so inspired by right. you know the story of uh, the being one of the first color printers in this That's area yeah. and also changing the model. Right. right. Not being so constrained with what everybody else is doing, Do it, yeah. but trying something different that you had seen work in another in, in another arena right. and applying to your business, which has led to so That's much right. success. Uh, and then not only that, but continuing on, even yeah. a, even as you've closed this chapter of being a part of uh, the printing company, you are looking for new areas to sure. conquer as well. Sure. So thank you so much for coming on to the show. I appreciate you greatly. Thank you for being a part of the community, which has been huge. Uh, and I appreciate it. Well, I can't, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for having me. And, you know, I feel now... I've come with you full circle yes. I was right there when you when you started and and, and right here now. So uh, hopefully uh, in the third phase, we'll do another one. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Thank Thanks. you so much. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thanks. Thanks.